0: hey there olivia here so this month we are doing a look back series of some of the best of the best episodes both the fan favorites and our own personal picks to help you start the new year off on the right foot so this week we are bringing back are you a top down or bottom up planning kind of gal and this is one of the episodes we've actually gotten the most feedback about because there's not a lot of people who stop and take note of how you like to process things We're kind of taught that there's really only one way to work through the process of accomplishing a goal. But by taking note of if your brain likes to work top down or bottom up, that could be the key to finally tapping into your true potential. Enjoy. Welcome to Marketing Like a
1: Mother, a podcast made for mompreneurs by mompreneurs. Each week we're diving into mom-approved business and marketing strategies to help you grow a profitable and family-friendly business. Today, I'm your co-host, Michelle Vair.
0: And I'm Olivia Radcliffe.
1: And today, we're going to talk about something that we kind of recently put words to, which is top-down thinking or bottom-up thinking. And Olivia and I are on two sides of this. So I think it's going to be really interesting to kind of talk about how we approach kind of projects. How do you deal with thinking, planning out the stuff you have to do? So spoil it all. Olivia is the top-down thinker. I am a bottom-up thinker. So why don't we start, Olivia? Do you want to explain what top-down thinking looks like for you?
0: Yeah, I I love it. So when I set out to to accomplish a goal, I first start and I look at my end destination. So I'm at the very top Top? of the problem. (laughs) Yes. I, I look at what where my end goal is, what that looks like, I visualize it, and then I kind of work backwards to kind of reverse engineer the big milestones I need to hit to get to that goal and then break that down even further into the small granular tasks I need to do and eventually end up at the first task on my to-do list, which then I jump in and I kind of file away all those other high-end things at the top. Um, for later and I focus just on the the next task uh which is Mm. different than your approach right which is different than how my brain works so I'm a
1: bottom-up thinker which means I have like a burst of ideas of tasks of like the collection of actions that need to get done to achieve a thing kind of blob into my brain all at once and I often come up with almost like a to-do list of how to get the thing done before I have the clearest idea of what the thing is, and I definitely don't have a sense of what the big picture goal is. Like, I really struggle with goal setting because I don't set them. I very much see it as like, I do a thing and I work towards it. And when it's done, then I do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And often that's you know following a general strategy, obviously, but it's not with this sense of like, okay, I'm trying to achieve, you know, a high level goal, I'm gonna work backwards from it. For so, I me, mean, it's very much like each of these actions all add up to something. And then when I've achieved the something, I'll go ahead and do a bunch of other actions that then lead to another something being done.
0: Yeah, I think there's very much pros and cons to each method of thinking, right? And... and it's very much just just how our brains work naturally. And I think there's first something to be said of just embracing how your <laughs> brain naturally works. Um but I think, you know, from my perspective, that the, the top down approach, um, I do have very big, visual, giant, wild, crazy goals that I want to achieve. And I think there's a positive in there in that I can very clearly see where I want to be. I know how it's going to fit into the rest of, you know, my, my offers, my business, my life, how everything's going to come together at the end. Um, but there is a bit of a downfall because sometimes you can get so caught up in what that picture was to start off with Mm -hmm. that as things shift and change, it can be hard to let go of that end vision. It can be hard to allow that to, to change and morph as you go and, and, um, change into something maybe even better than you originally planned. Sometimes they get so caught up in that end goal that it can be hard to, um, kind of harder to map out exactly how to get somewhere with it mm.
1: yeah I think it's it's interesting because again I'm coming from the other angle I really feel like the pros of the bottom up thinking is it's it's quite easy to get started with stuff you you really can get going because you have the task list basically already there for you but the clarity on where exactly you're going is a little blurrier and um i frequently well not frequently but I regularly will start a project and get a little way down the road before really blocking that it isn't going to be a good fit that it's not exactly aligned with what I'm wanting to do that it's sort of not meeting my like basically values or goals for my life and my business and I do have to kind of intentionally gut check as I'm in, I wanna say project mode, like when I'm going in there doing the things that I'm building something I want because doing the thing is very easy for me, very comforting, very like natural, but the checking that it's actually leading me where I want to go is is the work I have to do more intentionally and more kind of regularly than I think a top down Think it has to do um, but it does mean that I have you know obviously a little bit easier time I think getting going I have very clear sense of like all the details that's very like easy for me to pull those pieces together and I think it does mean I often do a lot like I think when I'm into something I really can go hard and get like a lot done and be very enthusiastic and really take action and I see the benefits of that although Sometimes it, yeah, it can be a little more scattered because there's not that big sort of top goal behind it. It's just a lot of action in a general direction that eventually leads me somewhere that I hopefully like because I've gut checked it along the way. So it's it's a little less of a clear path, but it's definitely
0: a lot of momentum forward. Yeah. And so in coming together for our joint business, you Mm -hmm. know, like a mother movement, we've kind of adapted, uh, kind of a, a modified approach we've used <laughs> both top down and bottom up and yeah. have really set up kind of a system of checks and balances for each other in accomplishing these goals. And I think it, it really works because we get the best of both worlds and yeah. help each other through maybe our, our weak spots where, um, our thinking doesn't naturally lead us. And so yeah. Definitely.
1: You're really good at kind of keeping that big picture in mind, really making sure that the kind of overarching stuff is aligned, that we're going in the right direction. And I feel like I, I guess, take up the work of like keeping all the little pieces going, keeping all the balls in the air. That's very much kind of how I
0: see it break down in reality as we work on stuff. Yeah. And I think, you know, no matter how you naturally think, if it's, you want to, you have that big picture goal first, or if you just have some steps that you want to start taking and see where it leads, I think the big things to keep in mind are having some system of being able to, uh, to check your progress along the way. Mm -hmm. And like you said, Michelle, kind of having those gut checks, you know, for me, those are the big milestones as I go to reach my goal. You know, I know I want to hit I need to hit these certain milestones before I can achieve that thing. And for you, maybe that's as you're going, you have to gut check and think, do I like this? Is this fitting (laughs) in? You know, how does this make me feel still? Is this, where is this going? And I think having a system in place to actually quantifiably measure these things uh, can, can help make sure you're not just spinning your wheels, you know? Throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what sticks and, and wasting time on something that maybe isn't going to fit in or isn't yeah. going to be something you like in the end.
1: Definitely. And I think that's really helpful as we kind of build out our own businesses. We need to build a business that works for the brain we have, for the way that we operate. And I think, you know, I find, I think bottom up thinking is a little less common. So I find a lot of people teach in a way that feels familiar to how I see Olivia do things. And I, can intellectually understand it, but I can't actually do it. Like that's not how my brain works. So I struggled for a long time to make the systems work that I'd seen other people use or follow frameworks that other people had tried to teach me. And it's really frustrating. And you sort of can start to feel like things aren't working. And, you know, once I kind of had figured out, actually, no, I'm just working against the way my brain works. Let's like find a system that works for me and build in those you know checks and balances. Create a way to keep things on track. I think that really helps. And I think it gives you a sense of, you know, if you're going to bring in team, maybe hiring for your weakness or, you know, making sure you work with people who have a complementary style of approaching projects. Or if you're dealing with collaborations like Olivia and I, I think it is a really helpful thing to know about yourself and to think about as you kind of engage with other people in your processes. Um I know when we were putting on our bundle, we really saw a big sort of shift between the people who got you know all the stuff in right away, who are very on top of it, and then the people who are a bit more last minute and I think that's sort of a reflection of like are they you know big dreamers of like, yes, I want to join this bundle. I'm really excited about this opportunity, but the actionable items of doing the things to get it done are harder which feels like more of a top-down person, or are they like, I will do the thing, but then they may forget the bundle exists and might need more reminders to actually do the promotions, might need more reminders to engage in it when it's live, which is more of a, a bottom-up thinker like me. I think it's really helpful to kind of keep that in mind as you engage with other people and try and do more collaborative work because it inevitably kind of becomes part of how you deal with those processes and get, get the things done.
0: Yeah. So can we take a look at your process a little bit, Michelle? Oh yeah, for sure. So if you get, you know, an idea or, you know, a shiny squirrel crosses your path, so to speak, and Mm -hmm. you want to chase the squirrel, what does that look like for you?
1: Yeah. Usually for me, if I've got like an idea of something, I will probably go ahead and do a bunch of research and kind of, deep dive into what the thing is, start to learn all of the details. Like I really like detail mining and figuring out, you know, what tools do I need? What systems do I need? How does that work? What are the steps involved? All of that stuff is really interesting to me. And I really kind of get excited about it or I turn off it if sort of seeing those steps I'm like, oh, I don't really like doing that. You know, I'm not big on doing things live and it really requires that. I will pretty quickly in that research phase, realize if it's a good fit or not but if it's like sounding good and all those little pieces feel good then I start to create my I call it a brain dump list it's like all the things that need to get done and I usually do this on paper because I'm a pen and paper kind of person and I'll start to sort of order it in terms of which things have to happen before other things can happen like if there's dependencies um and then I really like to follow my excitement like I'm again, I'm very much about like, getting the things done. So I like to start with the stuff that's exciting, the stuff that's the lowest resistance, you know, if it's setting up something in a tool I already know, usually that's pretty easy. So I'll start with that. And I really like to just get it started. And I find if I keep it going, and I'm really enthusiastic about it, it's a project that's going to stick. And it's something that's going to you know play out i'm gonna see it through to the end if i find i start to put it off if it becomes lower on the to-do list it was probably just a shiny idea and i kind of file it away for a one day which i rarely go back to look at but you know they're there somewhere in case i want them my emotional support ideas just in case i need them um yeah how does it work for you when you have a shiny squirrel across your path
0: mm-hmm. um well i so, if I get a shiny idea I come across that that I really want to try out, I normally have to start by picturing that end goal, what it looks like, like all the exciting things of I've achieved my goal, I'm successful with it, you know how does it feel, you know, how am I helping people? what does that what does it look like? you know i I also then let myself indulge a little bit in the creative side because I love thinking of like different names of things and brand colors and how to make it pretty. And, um, so I, I play around with that just a little bit in my head and I will think on this, like this, I will be up at 2am thinking about this idea and picturing what it could look like at the, at the very end of things and how it fits in with everything else. Um, and then I do go into, like you do, I go into a bit of a research phase and I look at, okay, what is it going to take for me to get to that place? And, you know, if it's, yeah, let's just say it's something like like publishing a book, then you turn around and say, okay, well, I'm going to need a, an, an editor. I'm going to need to figure out how I'm going to publish it. You know, all, all these different things that you need to figure out along the way and I break those down into set milestones. You know, there's a set order for things, at least in my head. I'll, you know, set the order for how things need to happen in order to hit that big goal. And then I take those milestones and I go to the very first one and I break that down into steps of how to get to that milestone. And I kind of, put everything else on a back burner for now. It's still there. I still think of that big end goal all the time and constantly constantly, never leaves my head, but I put all of my attention towards those first few tasks I need to do. And I start crossing them off the list. And then Mm -hmm. as I go from there and I start hitting milestones um, that's where I do I, you know, there's, there's quantifiable checks in there of, Hey, this is not working how I have it set up. I need to go back and adjust the plan, or I don't like how this feels anymore. And and really look at that that end goal from there, and and mm. see if I need to adjust things.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, that feels very classically like you start at the top with a big goal, and then you break it down. That's it's so funny. I feel like the I kind of hear in your voice the excitement is coming to from that end goal. And I feel like maybe it's almost that too. It's as much our thought processes, but also our excitement levels. Like it really feels like for you, the excitement is reaching that goal. While for me, it's like being in the trenches, doing the thing (laughs) is exciting. And I've said this many times to family and friends, but I kind of don't know what to do when projects are over. I don't really, sounds horrible, but I don't really care that much about things once they're done. I kind of forget that they exist once they're made. (laughs) Um, I've got, I was a very avid knitter at a time. I've got a drawer full of beautifully handmade sweaters that I don't wear and I forget exist because they go and I finish them. And, you know, I really don't have that sense. It's very much the satisfaction, the excitement is in the doing. Um, so yeah, I think that's really interesting how the, those kind of enthusiasms fall differently throughout
0: the project. Well, and I don't think you're alone in that, by the way, I think (laughs) at least a lot of the entrepreneurs I've talked with, like, we love the process. We love Mm. getting, you know, progress is happiness in my book. If I am not doing something and making progress on something, I'm, I'm bored. I need something (laughs) there. I'm not happy if I'm not doing something. Um, And, but for me, like that, that big shiny thing at the end, that, that really exciting dream and having that picture, that's that, that kind of motivation, that why behind mm-hmm. it, that pulls me along through the process instead of, cause I will lose willpower along the way, you know, mm-hmm. I've got a million things on my plate yeah. and I will, exactly. I will get tired. I will get burned out and I will look at those tasks and be like, yeah, no, I don't want to do those little things right now. And mm. I do find that for myself, I am very much a, a destination person. I, yeah. for me, it's so much more about the destination than the journey. And I've tried to tell myself over and yeah. over again throughout my entire life to enjoy the journey, you know, it's yeah. not the journey, not the destination, but I can't help but want that big shiny thing at the end. And so if well, I have that, works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if I have that thing that I can think of, and I can still feel excited about, and I can see Mm -hmm. myself getting there, then it helps when I am in the trenches, and I'm getting overwhelmed, and I can't quite see the end of the tunnel, you know? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I feel like when I get stuck in a project, it's
1: usually the point of reflection of like, do I really want to be doing this? And, you know, there is some thinking forward of how does this fit in with my life and my business Mm -hmm. goals, but it's I don't know goals are much blurrier for me they're much more about how do I want to feel in the in the moment how much do I want to be doing and how do I want that doing to look rather than achieving an end goal per se um so when I feel like I get stuck usually the way that kind of plays out for me is I will put things further and further down the to-do list and just work on the. Stuff I want to do in the to-do list so often when I'm working on say creating a new digital product I love doing the design stuff I love doing the techie stuff I do not enjoy writing things as a dyslexic person I struggle with that so I often put off dealing with transcripts or if I've got to do you know writing out a pdf I will just put that off until the very end Um, writing sales pages is getting easier but it's it's not my favorite thing um And I find I kind of put that to the end until there's so much momentum behind it. And then it may be just like one day I have to kind of quote unquote bully bully myself into finishing the thing so that I can move on to the next. And that's been really important to not let myself have too many projects at once because I get so deep in the details. It's very hard for me to juggle too many different projects at once because they're all a collection of hundreds or thousands of different things. It can be very hard for me to sort of manage multiple at once, so I'm only really allowing myself to move on to another big project until the first one is over and done. Um, so I use that often as the carrot to dangle to do the last few things I'm not that keen on, which is usually writing. Um. But thankfully, when we collaborate together in
0: our joint business, you get to do all the writing. So it goes much easier and it works really well. Well, I mean, every time we sit down, like we decide we want to do something, we sit down and we have our, our little meeting about it and you are instantly in the project management platform, like, yeah. all right, we need to do this, 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 and this. I'm going to assign this to you. This and me we will both yeah. do this. You'll do this piece by you this date. <laughs> yep. Yes, I will do the writing. Um. And it's it's really quite an amazing thing to watch because I, I am very detail oriented and you know, I, I am slightly more type A. I don't know, I go back mm. and forth, but um but it is really amazing. That's definitely a strength of yours where you can sit down and just knock out this this to do list and not only create it, but then you just get going with the tasks <laughs> and like yeah, you. I. I. I laugh sometimes because you'll tell me, Michelle. You'll. You'll message me and be like, "All right, well, I'm going to do this thing on Monday," and then five minutes later, you're like, well, I'll "Get that thing." And yep. it's, it's a beautiful thing, I think, to watch how your brain works and how you get things done. And then, meanwhile, on the flip side of things, I think then I come in and I'm like well, no, what does this actually look like at the end? Like, how mm. does this actually fit in with everything? We're doing all this work, but why, you know, what's the yeah. end goal behind it and how do things fit? And I think, I think that's kind of, you know, I, I know I'm biased, but I think that's the <laughs> brilliance of, of our collaboration is that mm. we are able to kind of be that system of checks and balances for each other. We are able to kind of help balance that out and I think that's really important for any entrepreneur out there to find that sort of accountability somewhere, yeah. whether that's with, a, you know, a coach and mentor or, you know, a community or, you know, just your business. business bestie. Bestie? Yeah. yeah. Just finding someone who does think maybe a little bit differently than you, yeah, but also understand, like can hold space for how you think and let you still kind of go that direction, but mm. can help kind of, you know, open, open your eyes a little bit, you know, expand the horizons a little bit as far as what you're looking at and what you're focusing at.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think, you know, we, we talk about a lot about our collaboration, because it's been really changing for us, like really shifting, I think, in the way where feeling like we can, you know, work on things, feeling quite seen in the process. And I think it has brought to light a lot of those checks and balances that perhaps on each side we kind of all short on or forget or tend to kind of put aside and it's been just so lovely to have that externalized and have someone who holds space for those things that you're a little less capable or less inclined to do and you know not everybody's as lucky to have an Olivia as I am but I think you can find people and you know I don't think you have to be particularly social you know I'm not particularly social but I think you no, can okay. find yeah. <laughs> you can find kind of people and I think being open to you know externalizing some of your process can really help you think more critically about what it is you're doing why it is you're doing it where you're spending your time where you're putting your energy because that's ultimately what adds up to being you know your days and your business and we can have big dreams but i think how you get there is as important you know you're talking about the destination of the journey i am all journey like i don't really care about the destination which is why flying is so hard because i don't love flying <laughs> but <laughs> but i think it's it's really important to have someone in the trenches with you and you know in the journey with you so um, you know, we're really excited in Chinese squirrel chases to have a space to hold community for people to find that, to explore those things, to get a bit of accountability from you and I get tastes of both of those types of brains. Um, but I think, you know, finding a community, finding a place where you feel safe and seen and that you can externalize some of this stuff will really, really reap benefits in just feeling like you aren't in it alone, but that you can... But your weaknesses, but not succumb to them, and I think that's been in huge, huge change for me. And I've I've seen in my life and my business so many shifts in being able to just externalize some of that
0: stuff. Yeah, and uh, well, by the way, Shiny Squirrel Chasers is our our membership for multi-passionate entrepreneurs. In case you're just wondering why we're chasing squirrels, you know (laughs) that we really like squirrels too. We really like squirrels. Um, but no, I I. I think that's perfect. Well said. Um, (laughs) Thank you. Anything else you want to add? No, I I think it's, you know, I think it all comes down to really understanding how you think, like I didn't really ever take the time to think about how I tackle goals and look at things. And it was actually the other day when we were talking and and put words to this, like you said, (laughs) Oh yeah, I definitely go from the top down. You definitely go from the bottom up and and kind of having that realization of, oh yeah, that is how we work and that's why (laughs) this works so well and that doesn't. And, Mm -hmm. um, I think having that, holding that space for yourself to really have that understanding of how you like to work. And then, um, you know, then that awareness lets you focus on your strengths and your weaknesses from there and helping get that accountability, that help, uh, for the things you do need. So, yeah, definitely. And, you know, I think it's, it's,
1: something some people are really good at you know that introspection part some people not so much but if you are an introspective person definitely you know stew on this think on it I would love to hear which of you listening are top down bottom up thinkers and if you're not such an introspective person um, I still think it's worth exploring just what feels easy and what doesn't and kind of starting to note that because the more you can lean into the things that feel easy the more you're going to have, the more kind of I don't know simply you're going to make your life and the less like I don't want to say bad energy because I don't really believe in like energetics or anything but like the more easily you're going to get through the things the less you're going to wear the weight of having to do stuff for your business and I think that does really impact kind of how you feel about your work how you show up in your work how you represent yourself as a business and how you like live your life as a business owner. So if, yeah, you're not the introspective type, I still encourage you to start just like noting what comes easily and how it comes to you so that
0: you can adjust to that. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to download our free shiny squirrel tracker to help you capture all of your shiny ideas in one place and figure out what to work on next. Over a thousand people have already grabbed this free Notion dashboard and we get messages all the time about just how much they absolutely love it. So go ahead and grab it at likeamothermovement.com tracker. And if you found value in the show today and want to support some fellow mompreneurs, we'd really appreciate a rating or even just telling a friend about the show. And we'll be back next week with the next episode in the Look Back series. Until then, take care.